0: come to you now as your servant asking that the words that I speak this morning would not be my words but would be yours and asking oh God that those who hear and receive these words would receive them not only in their minds and in their hearts but deep in their souls O oh God that place where only you and they go fill me now with your Holy Spirit that I would do your will and not my own in Jesus Christ's name I pray amen all right, this morning's message comes from the 16th chapter of Luke, beginning with the 19th verse. And of course, as usual, I'm reading out his message. There was once a rich person, expensively dressed in the latest fashions, wasting their day in conspicuous consumption. And there was a poor person named Lazarus, covered with swords, and had been dumped on this rich person's doorstep and all Lazarus lived for was to get a meal of scraps from the rich one's table his best friends were the dogs who came and licked his sores and then he died this poor man was taken up by the angels to the lap of Abraham the rich man also died and was buried and in hell And in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham in the distance and Lazarus in his lap. And he called out, Father Abraham, mercy, have mercy. Send Lazarus to dip his fingers in the water to cool my tongue in the agony of this fire. By the way, listen to that verse again. Send Lazarus to dip his finger in the water to cool my tongue. I am in agony in this fire. Abraham replied, Child, don't you remember that in your lifetime you got the good things and Lazarus got the bad things? It's not like that here. Here he's consoled and you're tormented. And besides, In all these matters, there is a huge chasm set between us so that no one can go from us to you, even if they wanted to, nor can anyone cross from you to us. And the rich man said, Then let me ask you, Father, send him to the house of my father, where I have five brothers. So he could tell them the score and warn them, so they won't end up here in a place of torment and Abraham answered they have Moses and the prophets to tell them the score if they wouldn't listen to them what makes you think they're gonna listen to somebody that comes back from the dead amen now see I did this I did my homework right because every other preacher that's preaching on this, they're going to be talking about money today. Amen? And a lot of them, in the evangelical churches, when they start talking about the money, they're going to be winding that sermon so that if you don't depart with your money into the offering basket, you're no better than the guy that went to hell with all his riches. Anybody listening to this story Do you really think the story is really about money? It's all about attitudes and what you value and where you put your your work. Your richness is in relationship to God and doing doing what He wants you to do. Absolutely. I don't know how anywhere these people that do exegetical work in Scripture could have decided that this is a stewardship sermon or stewardship fodder or that it had anything to do with money. Billy is right. It is all about attitude. Remember the verse that I read to you a second time? Did did anybody get grossed out by that? I mean, it's interesting to me. I have read scripture over and over again. I can't tell you how many times I've read all these stories in the Bible, either through study or debate or whatever. But every once in a while, something new kind of jumps out. And this was the piece that jumped out. Here's this dude who was a pretentious queen, amen? I mean, he lived. He just, the finest clothes, the finest jewelry, probably had the best cars, had the biggest houses, probably had an indoor pool, and none of that is bad. But he also had servants, did he not? And how did he look at those servants? That they were less than. So that's what jumped out at me in this story. He goes to hell and finds himself in hell. Whatever that picture is, it's a separation from God, right? And it's not his first thought is, oh my gosh, how do I get out of hell? His first thought isn't, oh, what can I do to fix this? His first thought is not, damn. What did I do to end up in? No, his first thought is to take Lazarus, who he thought was a piece of crap, and want him to come save him. Be a servant. Let that sink in, folks, the next time you see somebody homeless, or somebody applying for unemployment, or somebody using an EBT card. Or somebody who doesn't quite have the attitude that we all want them to have. See, that's what this story is about. And that's why I titled it, Are You Listening? Because the answer that came from Abraham is this Look, dude, you have plenty of opportunity, plenty of opportunity to be on the right side of this equation. But you didn't. And because you didn't, there is a chasm. And believe me, folks, I am not the one who takes this stuff literally. But you can figure this out emotionally. Think about the people who are stuck on themselves. Amen? How many friends do they have? How many times have you, in our own community, sat there, and, and especially in the gay men's community, what's our famous phrase? They're going to die an old, bitter queen. And why is that? Because nobody is ever good enough for them. How about it in your life? Do you have people in your life that are not good enough for you? My strong suggestion today, if you're paying attention to this story, is get that fixed. Because everybody has a shot at God. Everybody has the ability to be loved by God. Everybody, here we go, you ready? Is wonderfully and uniquely made in the image of God. And that's enough. Isn't that scary? This story that we heard this morning, it's that close to the guy being on the other side of the chasm. I'm telling you what got him on that side of the chasm is because he never changed his attitude about Lazarus. That's what this story is about. It isn't as riches. It's what you're willing to share. It's what you're willing to do because you have a wonderful relationship with God. If you recognize that you are wonderfully and uniquely made in the image of God, then you're not gonna lie to people. You're not gonna sell them short. And when that person comes to you and says, hey, I need help to the best of your ability, you'll try to do something. Now, hey, folks, I am not telling us that we got to fix everything, because we don't, amen? We can't. You know, we're handing out hygiene kits. (laughs) Let's be serious here. That is not solving anything. However, it is doing one thing that that dude in this story didn't do. Is taking somebody that needs a drink of water and giving it to them. Somebody who needs a razor and giving it to them. Somebody needs dignity. Somebody, Michael, thank you. You're going to make me cry. That is maybe the biggest reason this dude was residing on the other side of that chasm because he stole this man's dignity. And you know what? There's an old saying that's been going around on Facebook that says, I wouldn't have to change my attitude if people weren't so stupid. This guy was stupid. Because even as he sits in hell, completely separated from God, he still would not give this man his dignity. That's a hell of a choice, folks. Let us hope that we always err on the side of giving people their dignity. God bless you.